Hello and welcome back to the Google Workspace Update podcast from Strawberry 7. My name is Adam. And my name is Adam. We're here every week to bring you the latest updates of everything happening in the world of Google Workspace. This podcast is available from your regular podcast provider and also in video format on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash strawberry7. Coming up on the show today... We only have one update for you today, so it's going to be a very brief show, unless Adam and I go off on a tangent, but that's that not never something. happens. That <laughs> never happens, no. So, um, yeah, it's going to be quite a short uh, show today, and the update is to Google Drive, and it's quite an interesting update. As always, there is a link in the podcast or video description to the document that we read from. This contains more detailed information, relevant links, lovely pictures, and some moving graphics showing these features in action. So let's get to it. On with the show. Right. First up this week, we have a Google Drive update. Uh, So there's now enhanced spam protection in Google Drive. So there will now be a dedicated spam folder within Google Drive to host unwanted files that are shared with you containing spam or abusive content. When an unsolicited file is moved to the spam folder, you will be unsubscribed, preventing all comments sharing and mobile push notifications for the file. Once unsubscribed, you will not be able to find the file anywhere within your Google Drive outside of your spam folder. Similar to how a spam folder works in Gmail, automatic classifiers will redirect files that dr- that Google Drive strongly suspects to be unwanted to the spam folder. You will also be able to manually move Drive uh, docs, sheets, slides, sites and form files in and out of the spam folder. After a file has resided within the spam folder for over 30 days, it will be permanently deleted from your Google Drive. This feature improves the security of Google Drive by giving users a new way to suppress potentially malicious content to stay safe and distraction-free. Google have offered best in-class Gmail and Drive spam, phishing and malware prevention for years, but Drive has lacked a spam folder, similar to the Gmail spam folder to place unwanted content. By introducing a spam folder, Google are simultaneously giving users more control over their content while blocking harmful files without risking or impacting their users. And a quick addition to this, so you will see the new spam folder on the Google Drive homepage on web Android, iOS, and Drive for desktop. So I think that's going across all of the Google Drive uh, platforms. Absolutely, Adam. Yeah, and um, very, very beautifully read out all of that um, information. Thank you for um, getting through that all so eloquently. The I think that this update is very interesting. We were talking about this uh, before we recorded, and... Adam and I have never encountered this personally ourselves with somebody sending through a file share. Uh, it's not even a request, really, is it? It's just pushing through a, a sort of file share and saying, hey, here's this file that I want to share with you or I, I want to give you that's actually malicious or spam or something like that. It's a very interesting form of attack that I hadn't really necessarily considered but obviously it is happening out there 
Yes, uh, and so- something I've, I literally just thought of now, uh, which kind of it, it is kind of making me question how relevant this is. Clearly, Google does feel it is relevant um, now because it's a brand new update. But Google Drive, I believe, changed some time ago. Whereas previously, if a file or folder was shared with somebody, it would automatically appear within their shared with me. Whereas now you actually have to actively click on the link of the file or folder before it appears within your shared with me. Mm, Very interesting point. So then I'm just trying to think, again, how would people come across these uh, spam or, or malicious files unless somebody sent them a spam email that said, hey, here's here's a document with a link for a £5 million voucher, click on me. Um, if And then if you actually do click on that, then maybe you access something. But yeah, so uh, I, I like the idea of this, but I do kind of question how relevant it is because it because a bit, a bit like Gmail, so everybody knows what spam emails are and you get them all the time. So it, having a spam folder within your email client is highly warranted and uh, and and really helpful whereas if you occasionally came across the the odd piece or the odd uh, file or folder that uh, you were uh, that was shared with you that you didn't want to you could very easily remove detach yourself from that so in order for this to be warranted you would almost expect to be receiving uh, an abundance of files or folders that are shared with you that you don't want have to have access to Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a very good point, Adam. Um, And I mean, just on the topic of Gmail, I do want to say that Google, I think what Google have said there about the fact that they offer best in class Gmail um, spam, phishing and malware prevention for years, I I completely agree. I think their spam filtering within Gmail is absolutely incredible and it is really, really good. Whether you've got a personal account or whether you've got Google Workspace, it is fantastic. Um, and I was actually speaking to an antivirus provider recently who was helping us secure a Office 365 client. We do have some. Um, and uh, they ha- they said, yes, for Office 365, we offer that level of protection on email. But they said for Google, they said it's kind of on our roadmap, but Google's so good at doing it that it's not something that we're rushing to do because Google are just so good at protecting people out of the box. So I think the filtering that we're going to see is going to be very, very good. But I think it's a very relevant point that you bring up, Adam. I mean, I I don't have that much stuff shared with me, funnily enough, because I'm either usually sharing stuff to other people or we're using stuff internally as a team. And obviously we're not having to share stuff to each other because we've already got a shared drive. So we're, we're working within our shared drives. Um, so... I must say I'm a little bit probably out of touch with how those requests work. I know they definitely did that with Calendar because we had that a while ago, which was a little bit frustrating for how we used Google Calendar with our education clients. But I know now that previously you could share a calendar to somebody and it would just pop up. It would just appear in their calendars. But now they have to accept the invite before it shows anything, don't they? Yes, that's right. So I'm pretty sure that you do actually have to click, uh, quite similar to Calendar, uh, that you do actually have to click on a link to, to access a file or a folder that has been shared with you. I don't think it would just automatically appear, because uh, I was doing that with um, with one of our schools quite recently. I've had another thought on this, which uh, we will come to a little bit um, when with uh, getting started. So it does appear that there's no admin controls for this. So then what about in, say, a Google Classroom 
situation. What if a student just says, oh, this homework, I don't want to get anything from my teacher. Let's say the teacher's work is from spam. And then Google's um, AI says, oh, well, anything that was file shared with you from your teacher must be spam. So then all their subsequent work files, folders, stuff that that is actually relevant, that is not spam. You've, you've basically told your Google Drive it is spam. So then you don't have access to that anymore. Yeah. Very, very good point, Adam. Uh, yeah, again, you know, there's not really necessarily that consideration from Google about the education sort of sphere. Um, it's a very, very good point, Adam. Very good point. I, I don't want to be overly negative um, about the uh, about the update, but I think you've I think you've bought. It, it, it sounds great, J- just like the spam folder in Gmail. Like it, it, it is good. Um, it, it's definitely good. Um, a, a good update and a good option to have. Um, I'm just questioning it um, a little bit for um, for how relevant it is, or sometimes a bit more information um, could be more helpful to um, to get us all on the, on the same side as Google with this. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you've brought up two fantastic points with how relevant it is and that risk around the education sphere. So, which again, we're seeing Google not necessarily, I'm not saying they're not thinking about it because they might have, you know, excluded um, education, although it does say it's available to all. Um, sorry, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but um, spoiler alert, but it is, um, it does seem to be available to everybody. But, um, you know, maybe there's some more details about sort of education that they're going to sort of maybe allow some controls in education or something, yeah. but just not. I, I don't, do you know off the top of your head, are there any admin controls for the Gmail spam? filter. I, I feel that there are, but I'm not 100% about that one. Yeah, I think you can control it in the sense of you have kind of global approved and blocked senders. And with Google with Google Mail, when you get into the back end of it in the admin console, there's so much that you can do with routing, default routing and scanning and various things like that. Plus, if you're on education plus possibly teaching and learning, you've got the security centre as well, which will sort of give you an overview of anything that's been reported as spam or anything that's been flagged up like that. Okay. And yes, so maybe it'll do something along the lines of, um, it will automatically, it'll trust everybody within your organisation so it knows that that is not spam, or you can specify domains that that you do trust, or something along those lines just to um, make sure that anything unwanted um, it is does actually end up within the spam. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say about education, anything that is wanted ends up being where it should be, right? So I think it's a very good point that you that you bring up, and it's absolutely something that a student will do. You know, they'll think it's funny to put it into spam and then report it as child endangerment. Or, or maybe accidentally, I, I, I see it with teachers all, all the time where they ac- they're accidentally dragging stuff o- around the screen. So yeah, so it's not necessarily always intentional. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially with those horrible trackpads that are on anything but basically Apple devices. You, you mean like this one that I'm using? Yeah, <laughs> well, well this is it. Apple, Apple devices are the only trackpads I've ever used that have worked, you know, and, and been okay. Um, and I've had it with people before as well where they've gone, oh, I can't use a trackpad, I can't use a trackpad. And I've said, use this one, use the Apple one, and then and then let me know. On an Apple device, of course. I've tried to use an Apple trackpad on Windows, and it's just a disaster. So, uh, yeah, it's... I, I, I think it's, like we said, it, I think it's a very good update. 
I think you just brought up a couple of very good points there, Adam. And for anybody listening, it's worth checking out the little moving graphic that's in the document there, because you'll get an idea when you report this as spam, you actually have different categories as to what you can report this as. So whether it's copyright infringement, whether it's an illegal activity, whether it's child endangerment, there's all sorts of different things that you can you can report it as there. Now, I'm not exactly sure what Google are going to do with that information. I guess they're going to kind of put it into some big database their end or something like that to categorize these things yeah that's an interesting point actually that that you're saying yes yeah, so when you it does look like when you go to move something into your spam folder you have to basically specify why is this a piece of spam but if it was just something that you just don't want mm. then i guess you just delete it from your shared with me instead yeah. of moving it to spam yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you were saying earlier, you just take yourself off of the sharing, right? And then you're not yeah. you're not seeing it at all. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting um, and an interesting sort of update. And there is that argument to say that you'd have to open it to know what category of spam it is, and that could have some kind of risk as well. So, yeah, I think it's a very interesting idea. Just some questions there about that. Yes. So because this is something quite new, it's it's not uh, quite a lot of the updates that we see are kind of um, extensions or additional updates to a uh, to a previous feature that was released. Because this is kind of uh, version one of this feature, potentially we'll, we may or, or may not see more updates related to this in the future. Absolutely. Stay tuned, everybody, for some, uh, for some more updates if they're coming. Lovely. OK, and thank you, Adam. Well, I told you we wouldn't go off on a tangent, and we haven't at all. We just stay completely on topic. Um, you mentioned that there was a getting started for this. What's the... Uh, I think it's quite straightforward, isn't it? We've probably covered most of it. Yes, so uh, for the admins, th th there is no admin control for this feature, which I must admit I am a little bit surprised at, but at, th at the moment there is no admin control. Uh, but for their end users, to move a folder to spam, you can select Report as Spam from the context menu or drag the file into the spam folder in the left-hand navigation menu. Great, thank you, Adam. And what's the rollout pace here and availability? So, uh, rapid release and scheduled release, there's going to be an extended rollout, so potentially longer than 15 days, which is starting on May the 24th. Uh, this update is going to be available to all Google Workspace customers, as well as legacy G Suite Basic and Business customers, and this is also going to be available to users with a personal Google account. So, essentially, if you have access to Google Drive, which is everybody with a Google account, um, then you will have access to this update. Excellent. Thank you, Adam. Um, the optimistic part of me is saying, oh, lovely, Google's made a security feature available for all of the different versions of Google. That's nice of them. The more cynical part of me is saying that I think the reason they've made this available to everybody is so that they can gather as much data on these malicious files and things like that, which is not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I think Google have maybe done that sort of a little bit for the for for everybody having access to it but i think mostly so that they can grow a very large database of sophisticated information about these types of attacks and and what these attacks look like 
Yeah, to be honest, I'd actually be quite interested to see that um, myself, actually. Who knows, maybe one day in, in the future we, we can do a, a Google Drive phishing campaign where, where we'll just send out uh, spam documents to our clients to see who does or doesn't um, uh, go into it. Yeah, that would be a popular week for us, eh? <laughs> um, that's, uh, that's very interesting, Adam. And, and the other thing that I found interesting there was the fact that they're doing scheduled and, and rapid release at the same time, which is quite interesting. Yes, which um, is in a couple of weeks, normally... Uh, it would be within uh, a handful of days, at least. Possibly the scheduled release being a week or, or ten days after that. But um, but both of them, they are um, a, a few weeks away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not only is it starting twenty fourth of May, um, as but it's also potentially longer than 15 days as well. So I think it's quite a big thing for Google. It's maybe why we're only seeing this one update because they've kind of maybe been working on this quite a lot because it does seem like quite a complicated thing to set up. It's easy enough to put a spam folder there, but I think it's all the back-end stuff of the analysation that's going to take the time. Because Google have worked so hard on this update, are we are we not being as enthusiastic about it as Google wants us to be? <laughs> Google are just listening to it going, what? <laughs> Um, yeah, apologies, Google, if we don't seem overly enthusiastic about it. We're more, we're more, um, we're more healthy scepticism to the to the update rather yes. than anything. We like to give everybody a balanced uh, a balanced view. You know, we don't work for Google. We're we're independent, so we're able to not just think that everything is like rainbows and whistles coming out of Google. We we give our honest opinion. Yes, currently whelmed. We're not underwhelmed, not overwhelmed. We're we're whelmed. Yeah, we're whelmed. Yeah, we're from the planet neutral. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Adam. Um, well, that's it, everybody. That's everything you need to know about the latest one update this week happening in the world of Google Workspace. Remember that there is a video version of this podcast available on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash strawberry seven, as well as a audio version available from wherever you cast your pods thank you very much for joining us this week and we'll be back again next week with more updates goodbye bye